I'm already laughing. We haven't even started. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 193. And today we're here with Ryan Novak. Ryan, what's up, brother? What's up, buddy? Not much, man. Um, pleasure to talk to you again. Last time we had you in here was episode 91, 102 episodes ago, dude. Wow. You think about it, two episodes a week, that's exactly a year ago. Yeah. So Yeah, it was it was last August, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, man. I appreciate you coming out here, dude. Um No worries. You know, you're one of my favorite guests that I've had on the podcast because I I just didn't know where it was going to go and it went in a amazing way <laughs> and you had a bunch of uh cool stories and outlook on life, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no no problem. Thanks for having me out. Uh Yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm just uh, been doing cars so long that it's not even fun to talk about them. I, I feel like everything else is way funnier to talk about, you know? Yeah. Or making fun of people and situations and stuff like that. Definitely. If you guys haven't listened to the first episode, make sure you go check it out. That's uh, episode 91 where uh, we pretty much get into Ryan's past and uh, where he comes from and how he got into the uh, Honda industry. But this time we're going to talk about what's uh, what's been going on in the last year, man. So, um, you got two hatches last time we talked, I think that was around the, the time that they both were, uh, I don't know if it was debuted or, but they were both brought to the Eibach meet Oh yeah. last time. So, uh, you got two, two hatches. Um, first let's talk about the EG man. Um, EG pandem kit on it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a little breakdown of that, and then um, let us know what ended up happening with that car. Uh, that car, well, the kit was like a 1.5 version or something like that, so it had more aero bits on it, a little bit more wacky of a a car, I guess you'd say. But um, I redid a lot of stuff with that, uh, made parts out of carbon, uh, just because it was a lot of stuff was really heavy, so I just replicated it or not replicated it for like sale but just for myself to mm. make the parts lighter more functional stuff like that wait so you uh, got a to, you got the pandem 1.5 kit and the parts were too heavy so you made them out of carbon yeah oh shit yeah so i do i have my own like carbon line stuff i do like roofs for egs roof for eks um i make bumpers i can pretty much make anything but uh, it has to be for the most popular cars because I can't make a, a roof for like your 91 four-door Civic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not enough demand for that. But um, I do make parts. So, yeah, it was just one of those things that I made parts for. Uh, most, of my, most of my stuff is usually like one-off stuff I do. Um, but, yeah, so I did that. Built the car. Um, did like two test dates. And then we had, uh, the last time it was out, we had a crash. Uh, we got a pretty respectable time, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, we did about 12 grand worth of damage uh, on the last on the last uh, track event. was back and forth about keeping the car and whatnot, but the frame was pulled out. There was no like major frame damage, just some things had to be realigned and um, bumpers and fenders and hood got messed up, stuff like that, and the underbody. And so we got all that fixed. Took a little bit more time than usual. I have two kids. So, you know, back in the day, I got it done really fast. 
did that. Um, we had a failure with our EK back last November at Super Lab, or at um, Global Time Attack, sequential gearbox blow up. So I was really, really uh, burned out on Hondas, I guess you'd say, this last year. So, damn. So, much. with a. Uh with both the issues with both the cars uh what was that setback total do you think oh geez i don't even know i mean i know with the eg i made some i made a bunch of parts for it and ended up selling so i was able to recuperate some of that back with some like the carbon bits that i made um the ek i took an l on the sequential box it was a complete loss um so I just I had James at Ghostworks uh, build me a PPG box, um, kept it somewhat simple this time, and uh, I sold. God, I had parts from like my old GTR, my old uh, Type R still. Like I, I mean, I literally had a huge fire sale of stuff that was just sitting up in my mezzanine that I just kind of helped recuperate the cost on that stuff, and um, that's pretty much about it. But I haven't. I haven't really raced or done anything this summer. It's too hot for, you know, to go to the track, or at least for me, I'm too old, man. Yeah. You got to keep these, I got to keep these tits, you know? <laughs> they look good, bro. They you look gotta good. You got to keep them big and plump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get fit, you know? Yeah. No, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so did that. I made some new parts for the EK. Just some, like, test things that I think might or might not sell. I'm not sure, but I'll start releasing that as the car and it comes together. I, I got it almost together last night. I worked on it for a bit. Got you, man. So, yeah, I was just checking that out. I saw the uh, the new trans that just went into it. Um, man, if you guys aren't familiar with these cars, they're pretty much show cars. But um, he puts a beating on them, as you guys yeah. can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're show cars. That's for sure. You get to watch something expensive get destroyed in a second. That's yeah. a show. Oh. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, I've been bitching and moaning lately on Instagram about this stuff. And uh, I don't know, just kids are getting a little bit older. It's consuming a lot of my time. And I feel really guilty if I'm, you know, at the shop cranking away on stuff and my kids are sitting at home, you know? Yeah. So I do it at my leisure now, a couple hours, maybe uh, on a weekend. Mondays, we still have guys night, but um because of COVID, a couple of my friends uh, act like homos and they don't come by. They're afraid they're going to get AIDS or something, you know. So <laughs> I'm just here on Mondays by myself and um, just whacking away at it, you know. So is Monday your just designated night to do whatever you need to do? Yeah, yeah. So that's the night that my wife doesn't give me a hard time. And, uh, you know, that's my day. And, and that's, you know, what I get to do after work. It just gives me... I mean, I could work until whenever, but I usually start getting tired around nine. Yeah, old man. <laughs> I feel you. How so, you you just had a birthday uh, on the thirteenth? Uh, yeah, last week. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, congratulations, man! How how old did you turn? Forty-one. Forty-one. Yeah. Wow. How's it feel? It feels pretty bad. Really? I'm always in pain. Yeah, it's not good. I, I like. I think. It's that manopause, you know, you get at like 40, you're like, man, why do I spend this much money on that? I should be doing this. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's not a good age to be. So 
20 is a good age. Yeah, stay when did 20, stay 20. when did you start noticing that that your body was deteriorating? Probably like two years ago. Yeah, you know, any heavy activity, waking up, you know, knees or back was killing me from work or you know being bent over in a car working on that something like that. You know what I mean? It's just so. What do you think is going to happen with uh, your passion for Hondas? As you, I don't know. as you get older. I don't know. I feel like a lot of all the cars I've had, and I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like they're the only cars you can really tinker with, my parts, and, um, you know, and, and just kind of build like a Lego. That's what I like about it. I mean, you can do that with, like, the Toyotas and stuff, too, but I just feel like at a certain point, it's the tinker car, you know? Yeah. And if you crash it, it's not too bad or, or of expensive of a car. Yeah. Um, you know, my kick in the last year, the stuff I've been tossing around was doing like uh, electric all-wheel drive Civic. I think that would be amazing. Um, but just right now, I think the cost to do it is just insane. And it may not be worth, you know the effort at least now because there's no like superchargers at the track so i think that would probably be like the next big thing i know the guys are doing like the all-wheel drive b-series this and that but i mean you know it's that's expensive too yeah but i don't know man having an electric car will definitely change your mind you know on a regular petrol car you know they're yeah. just they're so fast they're so torquey you know yeah let's talk about it man you just uh picked up a new tesla right yeah, I got a Y a couple of weeks, or like three weeks ago, something like that. Have you uh, driven an electric car before that? Uh, just maybe my buddies. You know, he had a three that I drove maybe like a year ago. It wasn't the performance one or anything like that, but it was quick, you know? Yeah. So the one that you just got, what is? what are some of the, the highlights that you've gotten from owning that car? Um, well, obviously, a few reasons. Uh, number one, it's super torquey, super quick. I mean, it's unreal. It's just like a slingshot. Uh, it does die off, you know, after like 75 miles an hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. It seems to lose its acceleration. But off the line, I mean, dude, it's, I don't know if there's a lot of cars that could touch that. Yeah. And if they are, they're supercars, you know. Um, then um, the space, I, I got the Y because it's a little bit bigger. I have kids. Um, plus, you know, I, I play hockey a lot, so I want to make sure my bag fits in mm -hmm. properly and, and all that stuff. I didn't want a small, you know, but I also didn't want to spend a hundred grand and get that like Model X that was, you know, starting at 80 grand or 90 grand, whatever it is, you yeah. know? So, um, it had, I mean, the interior is simple. It's great. It's not a lot to just, you're not fiddling with much, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So. So, but I, I'd, I'd love to see what these things are going to do in the next few years. I have no intentions of modifying mine, but um, I know there is guys tracking them, and they're doing pretty respectable times. You know. Yeah, I remember a few years back, um, probably when I gained the respect for Tesla. I remember seeing a video on YouTube of this kid that he was just street racing his Tesla, and it had it completely oh, gutted. Yeah. 
And I don't know what he did, put an Optima yellow top in it or something, but <laughs> that thing was moving, man. He pissed everybody off because there's guys with Fox yeah. bodies there, big tires, and he's just taking them all out. Yeah, I remember seeing that video. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. I, I think that was like an S, uh, 100D or something. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, it's disrupting the whole car community right now. I mean, and even like the big guys, you know, um, I was watching – this thing the other day with one of my buddies that was like the big guys from the industry, like, you know, uh, John Concialdi, mm-hmm. AM, mm-hmm. uh, Steph Papadakis kind of talking about, you know, the future of things. And, you know, JC had made a good point. He goes, you know, when you're, when you're going to places like Pikes Peak, you know, you have to tune that thing for elevation where like electric car, it doesn't give a damn about elevation. It just goes. So I'm, I'm excited. You know, if, I've kind of messed with, you know, the guys at uh, Hotsport, tagged them on stuff. I'm like, hey, you guys should make a mount kit for this, you know, because there's going to be a lot of naysayers, I think, you know, going into the electric. But once you drive one of these things, it's insane. And to to take out all the weight of a turbo, a motor, heavy transmission, drive shaft, rear diff, all that stuff in a Honda Civic, I mean, if you're going to spin – all that money, why not just buy an STI or an Evo? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of redundant in, at that point. Uh, just to say you have an all-wheel drive Civic, it's, eh, it's kind of like eating soup with a fork at that <laughs> point, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think Rywire's been working on that S2 or something, right? Yeah, that's um, that's actually what I was going to bring up. Uh, he's actually our new sponsor. Shout out to Rywire. Make sure you guys check him out, uh, rywire.com. But uh, yeah, I mean, his mind has always been running about uh, about EV shit. I can remember at least in the last two years, you know, we would always go out to Auto Salon and we'd, we'd just bullshit for like 10 hours straight. And he would always yeah. break down the, um, you know, EVs to me. And then uh, he came up with the project that he was doing with the, the S2 thousand which he's pretty deep into it right now but that's exciting man because hey you're gonna be able to get some power out of it and it's probably gonna be about the same price um as like the all-wheel drive setup would be or comparable to if you're gonna get that much power out of a civic you're probably gonna even pay less going going the other route but of course it's just intimidating transmissions motors that are going to have to be rebuilt blown up you know and so i think it's very threatening for a lot of petrol guys you know yeah um but right now it's just and ryan was the one that kind of talked me out of it a year ago when we were or when i asked him about it and that's when he was telling me like hey i'm about to start this project and whatnot um you know there's no drawback i realistically i mean and even in the Tesla, you hear that motor whine, and it sounds bitching, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that, I don't know, it might be the future of racing. It, it, it seems like it is going to be. And whether you embrace it now or later, I mean, again, what's the value of driving a gasoline car, an old Honda Civic at the racetrack or at a drag strip 20 years from now where it's not even relevant anymore? I guess at that point, it's just more for the memories. Just like yeah. these old muscle cars, they can't do much in a turn, and you know they go fast in a straight line. But it's an old, heavy car, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And um, I remember SEMA 2019 
that was the buzz at the show, man, that so many, um, so many uh, makes and models, they're going to move over to EVs instead of gasoline engines. They were saying something crazy within like the next two or three years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to happen fast. I know Tesla patent a lot of stuff for their batteries, at least. Um, I'm learning more about it every day. I mean, I'm not geeking out on it. I'm pretty yeah. stoked, but it's, it's definitely cool stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's something to look forward to because the Honda stuff, I mean, dude, it's been like the same thing for 20 plus years for me. It's like, you know, yeah. water blows up, build a new one. <laughs> All in the name of trying to win a race or whatever it is and get that satisfaction. But I feel like in it, kind of the post that I made yesterday, the point was, you know, back in the day, the Hondas used to be the underdog. Yeah. You know, you'd show up and you're swapped hatchback in a street race back in the 90s and you were racing some V8 Mustang and you beat that thing. It was just they were confused. They didn't understand what was happening, <clears throat> why that little car was so fast. And it was kind of that network of, uh, I guess, a small population to do it that kind of all understood what was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But now it's like, I mean, rental cars are faster than a K-Swap Civic now, you know, <laughs> which is pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you, man. Um, you know, me being in the industry for probably like uh, 10, 12 years now, I could just imagine you've been in what, probably like 20 plus? At least, yeah. yeah I well. mean, yeah, I've been in California for damn near 20 years, so I was doing it way before i came here you know yeah it's uh how do you because this is the problem that i'm having is just to keep that uh that passion alive um how would you even do that in the past or do you even really care about keeping the passion alive or it's just it was an era in your life not saying that you're stepping away and selling hondas or anything but like just sure. na naturally um after you do things over and over shit for 10 20 years you kind of seen the ins and outs of everything and there's kind of uh, nothing to surprise you anymore. For sure. I think with, with that, it's, you're always looking for that golden egg, you know? And I don't know, I, I've, I've gone through this so many times where, you know, I had my hatch stolen or something like that, right? And I was like, ah, I'm done with Hondas. Yeah. And then, you know, I would go and fart around with the Subaru for a while. And then it was like, man, I miss the reliability that of not like just breaking my back, just trying to get the exhaust off, you know, where a Honda's just like, boom, it's right there, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I, I, like I'd go back, step away, come back, step away. And, you know, this last round I've just, well, I mean, my EK I've had since like 2009. So that's been the longest car I think I've ever owned in my life. Shit. Um, but Outside of that, I, there's just something about them that I like, the simplicity, I guess. Is it repetitive? Absolutely. You know, um, I'm afraid of stepping away from things and closing the door because I feel like I'll never go back to it. Mm. And I've, I have so much money invested in these cars that I'm like, oh man, I, I don't know what I, what I would do if I closed the door and walked away from it. Chances are I'd probably open it back up and you know, redo it again. So, um, it's really hard to say, you know, it's, uh, 
why we do it, I don't know. It's a sickness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there's no, you're, you're not going to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you do something like this electric thing, which all it is just you're taking an electric motor and you're putting it in a fucking high school project. That's all it is. That's what we do is high school projects. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't, there's nothing better out there if you're a car guy. Like, I mean, Tesla is cool, but it has a disadvantage, you know, and I'm sure Lamborghini or whoever will come out with some badass thing, but then, you know, it's just, I don't know, just evolving. We're getting older and that's the way it goes. Do you ever get frustrated with like the pursuit of perfection and better and wanting more and wanting things to be better than they are and just pushing forward? Yeah, I mean, I've always been that way. I've never done things half-assed. Um, you know, if you look at one of my cars, you have no idea. Like, I don't leave my carbon fiber exposed. I, I paint everything. You have no idea. Like, there's so many little details that your average Joe wouldn't know what it is. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm the kind of person, if I wear a Rolex watch, I would only wear it with the long sleeve. You know what I mean? I'm not the kind of person who would want to like, hey, this is what I got kind of thing. And so I, I do my cars in that way that, you know, like titanium exhaust or whatever. I, I make all that stuff here and I do it. And these are things you can't see. Yeah. Would I save myself a few grand and get something off the shelf? Maybe, but that's, you know, that's not how I operate. But it's not just with Hondas. It's everything in my, my life. You do it once and you do it right, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I, I didn't even know that you did carbon parts. Tell me about that. Is it that under like a, a brand name or how can people even contact you for a job or how does that work? Uh, so I have my own carbon guy. He does, uh, he has, he has his own business, uh, just for that. So he, he freelances for like world challenge cars. He does all kinds of different brands for other people. So I basically, I'll make something, I'll have a, a mold um, made, I pay for the mold, and then, you know, once it comes out, test fit it, make sure it's good to sell, and then I'll make, basically, like, I think I sold my EG roofs, I think I sold, like, 12 mm -hmm. uh, roofs, which was pretty good, you know, I made my money back on the mold, but my EK, I made, and I only sold two, mm -hmm. and, like, maybe five years you know what i mean so yeah. i wasn't making the part to sell i was making the part because when i had the roll cage done i wanted it done proper so i had the roof cut you know um and obviously it weighs a ton less than what the factory pieces made yeah um it's funny i do get asked silly questions like do you make a carbon roof for that has a sunroof and it's like well what's the point of that right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i mean uh you know so yeah i make it it's under novak racing it's on our instagram page uh i can make anything and everything uh the quality is like far down the best you can get i don't do any you know reinforced fiberglass carbon fiber overlay it's it's all composite you know done the right way it's not cheap but it's the right parts and it's strong too. Got you. No shit, dude. 
So you learn something new every day. I know. I'm a jack of all trades, but master of none. <laughs> so what else are you into, man? Uh, you pick up any new hobbies? No. Still, my main hobbies are drinking beer, playing hockey, and uh, working on cars from time to time. That's it. Yeah. What's uh, what's everyday life like for you? Uh, well, let's see. I wake up pretty early, and uh, I run a business, the HVAC business. That's my main thing. Uh, these days, it's uh, waking up, going out, doing estimates, uh, getting emails out, setting the boys up for the jobs. Um, it's an animal on its own right you know and it's not something i can just hire someone to make it easier it's you know only i can control what i started you know so unfortunately i'm going to be stuck here doing this for a long time (laughs) (laughs) i feel you on that dude um so how has um has any of this COVID stuff affected business at all no we've actually been busier than we've been probably since like 2013 it's just that was our craziest year in business uh this has been about the same um i don't know it it, the whole COVID thing's weird to me you know yeah Uh, there's a lot of misinformation and um all i mean i could go on for days about that stuff how about you uh business has been insane uh busiest we've ever been in 10 years but um you know, like you say, you could talk forever about it. I'm looking forward and I'm trying to predict what's going to happen in the future and doesn't look good, you know, unless come November, everything just, you know, they turn the, the panic switch off and say, okay, back to normal. But then that just depends on who's going to win in November. So either the switch is going to uh, go back. I don't, to- I, I don't think a lot of it has to do with politics. I, I, I do think that a lot of this is a scam that mm-hmm. they're doing with hospitals. You know, a friend of mine, his mom died. She had a heart attack, and they tried to label it as COVID. Um, you know, so they can get that money for that bed stay or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, we had another friend that we played hockey with. Him, his wife, and two daughters waited in line for over an hour and a half. They were sitting outside in the sun. Left. And then they got a letter saying that they tested positive. They never even saw the doctor or took the test. No so it was shit. Like they filled out, yeah, they filled out their stuff online, and then they got a positive reading. And so I also have friends, wives that work in the ICU, and they're not busy. They're laying off people. So it's like I get what they're. I get the purpose of the shutdown. Um, it seems like. 90 it was saying like 98 percent of the people that get it survive i've known more than two handful of the people that have had it went through it and had no issues and you know i know a friend of a friend who died from it so it's it's hard to say but i don't think it's worth shutting down the economy for or making it weird like the way it is now i'm all for wearing a mask yeah going out somewhere i'm not gonna wear it when i'm at the park yeah not gonna wear it you know when i'm doing things around the shop and stuff like that but it's just i don't know man i'm not i'm not falling for it now how, you know if you don't feel that it's political what do you feel that that the reasoning for everything is i think people just 
freaked out because of all the deaths. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it seemed like, okay, all these people died. And then we watched it, you know, people in Italy and Spain. And most of those people were all old people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, they're just focusing on the deaths. They weren't focusing on the recovery rates and stuff like that. So we saw it coming and then they turn it political saying, you know, Donald Trump this and Donald Trump that. And I just, I mean, I'm not a fan of his, but you just, you watch this stuff on the TV and it had such a huge, um, like this mass following to people got tired of it. They were over it. They were back out in the street protesting. And then like the news came back and like, now they're, that's all they talk about again. So I'm just like, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop my life for it. If yeah. I die from it, then I die from it, and that's you know it is what it is. Um, if you're sick and you're vulnerable, stay your ass at home. Yeah. But to shut the entire economy, I mean, just going like to the mall. I went to Nordstrom's like two weeks ago, and they were open because they were like they had more windows and more fresh air. I don't know what the reason was, but the rest of the mall is closed. Hmm. It's like you're forcing these people out of business. Yeah. You know, and and then I don't know about you guys yesterday. I got a, a notice saying that, you know, try not to run your AC or do anything electrical because of the whole, you know, heat wave that's happening. Yeah, I did get that. But half of the people aren't working. So I don't get how <laughs> if all these places are closed down, how is that? It just I don't know. It's so weird. man. Do you ever feel like it's um, it's a curse to be a critical thinker? Yeah, sometimes I wish I was on the other end of the stick because ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like if I just thought like an 18-year-old and didn't give a shit about any of this stuff, I'd probably be a lot happier, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I, I've spent way too much attention on all of this stuff. And I don't I, know I what... Can understand. I can understand if it was like, uh, what is it? Like the plague, or uh, what was it? The other one, um, the Spanish flu. No, Ebola. We're like, you know, gotcha. the death rates are super high. I can understand being scared, staying inside. But this shit is. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird. I don't think there's a narrative to it. I think people are just so freaked out and like don't know what to do. The mass, yeah. you know, public doesn't know what to do. So. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's what I always go towards is trying to find out the narrative. And um, I think that that's my own issue that I just get in those rabbit holes. And I like to make things more interesting than maybe they are. You know, maybe maybe it is just that um, the government officials didn't know what to do just because they are humans just like us. And they're, they're not sure how to handle this situation. But it, it is kind of exciting to just think that there's a bigger plan through all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like conspiracy theory, I guess. You could. Yeah. But then it's like when you start getting involved in that stuff, you just start going down the hole. And then next thing you know, you're that annoying guy. And then no one wants to hang out with you. <laughs> then you're crazy. And then you're living on the streets. That's the end of it. <laughs> you got to stop at a certain point. Okay, so I'm I'm at the point where uh, everybody thinks I'm crazy and no one wants to hang out with me. So I better slow. Well, you gotta you gotta start leveling back because <laughs> next thing you know you're gonna be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. And then I start diving into all this uh, this Hollywood stuff that's going on with the 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 sex trafficking and things like that. And fuck, dude, I'm I don't even have there's so much very little time I put into that stuff. You know, I just feel like just such a waste of thought or it time. Is. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. An important part of buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the right parts reliably. You're spending a lot of money and you spent a lot of time researching your build. The last thing that you may want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet, never see parts. With Heel Toe Automotive, an 18-year history track record is part of the deal. Heeltoe brings you deep industry connects, professional parts recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available, and will even contact you if something on your order looks out of ordinary before it ships. Heeltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure you get them in the time for your project plans. You can buy parts online anywhere, but Heeltoe knows what truly matters to an enthusiast. Professionalism, swiftness and accuracy heel toe is in your corner visit heeltoeauto.com or you can call or text at 949-295-1668 and make sure you check them out on instagram at heel toe automotive downtime with downstar would like to welcome our newest sponsor rywire motorsport electronics Rywire has been around since 2005, supplying you with solutions for all of your motorsport electronics needs. Whether you need a simple ECU adapter, engine harness, chassis harness, or PDM setup, they can get you taken care of. Offering products for most popular engine platforms from Honda, Toyota, Nissan, GM, hey, even Lamborghini. And if you have any private label needs, they can also take care of that as well. Rywire is the leader in motorsport electronics in our community, and we're excited to have them part of the Downtime with Downstar star family please please make sure you guys support rywire you guys could check them out at rywire.com or on instagram at rywire underscore motorsport underscore electronics i know it's long guys if you just search rywire it will pop up and if you're searching make sure you search them on youtube and you can check out their youtube channel where they are working on their new ev s2000 build we're super excited for that and we're super excited for rywire to be part of the downtime with downstar family so please guys make sure you go show rywire some love and tell them that downtime with downstar sent you once again that's rywire.com so i know a lot of you guys are questioning what is this whole cult thing that's going on well we at downstar are starting our own cult what is it are you gonna have to drink punch are we gonna sleep with your wives no none of that yet but what it is is a direct number to us meaning me Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us. 818-403-3473. You're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us, you know? Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that. Anything, even wanna talk about life, man. Just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult. 818-403-3473 no charges we're not gonna be selling your info no bullshit like that guys just straight up fun so make sure you guys shoot us a text right now 818-403-3473 
and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a good day. No, it, it definitely is, dude. It's, uh, I mean, none of that stuff has ever brought me any joy or happiness. Uh, maybe every once in a while I'll get like a, aha, you know, I told yeah. you, but yeah. Well, it's almost <laughs> like having, it's like having a girlfriend or two when you're married. It's like, <laughs> If you think about how much time that involves to do that, it's like, dude, you're wasting your time. You could be doing so much more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should stop drinking beer and I would probably think more, like, go down those. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Don't listen to me. Have you ever taken a, a break from drinking? Mm, probably like a day or two, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What what do you drink I'm say my, on like a weekly basis? I'm in my college years. Right okay, <laughs> you just never got out of it. No, I just I didn't start drinking until I was 21. So and then once I started building cars, it was like I I've never built a car sober. Really? Yeah. The you, only thing I can't do drinking is welding, so that I have to stay sober for. But I do like my beer. I do like my cheap beer. Are you drunk right now? No. Oh, do you get drunk drunk or is it just like? normal no no i got i mean i'll drink like i don't know two or three beers like monday through friday you know during the week uh maybe gosh last saturday one of the shirtless posts i made <laughs> i was uh i think i was my buddy came over brought three 12 packs we gobbled that down and uh smoked a little a little bit of a half joint and i mean i haven't been that ripped in a while you know so it's uh, you I and your buddy work. and how many other people uh we had like let's see two four six like eight people okay. but they didn't drink it was just me and him oh so, shit he's <laughs> my shop partner <laughs> so but anyways yeah i mean it it depends uh sometimes i won't drink for a while you know, it depends on when things are going on. I drink to party. I don't drink to live. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so you do smoke? Every once in a while. Maybe like once or twice a year. Really? Yeah. Do you but I got to do it at home or in a safe place. I can't go out and leisurely do it because then I start freaking out. At least if I know like I'm at home and I'm freaking out, I can rub the wall in my safe place, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit yeah dude i'm the, i'm the total opposite bro i haven't drank since 2010 and Why? uh Just don't like it it really didn't bring out a good side in me um, uh, okay. as as far as what weed brings out in me you know sure totally different side of my personality a lot better uh, a lot more happy you know um and just just growing up, just seeing the the effects that alcohol could have on people, and then you know, in your young age, just seeing your friends go down that same path, and you know, being like twenty two and being able to count on both hands people that you know who has a DUI just like that, you know, it, it yeah, that's crazy. It just never yeah, I can't really say I've known anyone like that. I I mean, everyone goes through. I know you know people that have had like serious parents that were alcoholics and stuff like that um i mean we never i don't think we've had anyone in our family like that but yeah. uh i don't know i i don't 
think I've ever met anyone who's like sober. It's like, man, I am so glad I'm sober. It is so fun. Like the reason why people drink or smoke or do anything else, it's to, you know, take the edge off. In my case, you know, it helps me relax. Um, I have, I mean, I have so much going on in my life with business and this and that. And so it kind of just takes me back and, makes me not give a fuck for a while you know yeah um i'm not one of those people that drinks gets angry and you know goes crazy yeah um <clears throat> but uh i was never really i think i smoked a lot of pot in high school but now it's like if i do it once or twice a year i'm cool if not i'm okay with that too just with beer it's consistent i know what it's gonna do i know when to stop with weed it's like you could do it and then next thing you know you're like freaking out and i don't like not having control you know what i mean yeah i so, feel you i think it's the same thing with drinking though uh, with smoking if you smoke a lot and you build a certain tolerance you'll know um sure like how much you can smoke and how much you can't because it's been a long time since i've had one of those like clawing at the wall moments but uh if anybody has a strain that will make me do that please hit me up <laughs> i'm down to do that yeah, but it's everyone's got their poison you know um I feel like the adrenaline from racing and all that stuff is fun, but there's just so much that goes into it with me that I don't get to enjoy the driving part. That's why I have the drivers, you know, because they, they love that adrenaline. Yeah. Mine is like, oh, my God, this worked. Or, oh, my God, I had to redo this fucking thing like three times to make it fit perfect, you know. And then once it's done, it's like, God, that was stressful, but totally worth it. Yeah. And those are my sober moments, you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't like get shit faced. I can't get shit faced and do anything proper. But I mean, you know, I'll drink, like I say, three or four beers during the week. Uh, and just to kind of to to bring me down, I used to turn it up to 11, you know, on Fridays and stuff like that. But now I'm like, I said, I'm older. Plus, I don't want to come home and be a fucking sloppy dad or you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Um and it's 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 hard to have, you know, your own business, uh, family, children, and things like that without having some sort of release, you know. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you own a business, and I would say the equivalent of owning a business is like, uh, is like bipolar. Yeah. You know, because your lows are really low, and then your highs are really high. It's like it's never in between, where you're just like. Name one successful person that just takes it easy. And, you know, like, hey, I'm going to take three weeks off of work and go do whatever. Yeah. It doesn't exist if you own a business, yeah. you know. Um, in my case, when I go on vacation, my phone is with me and I do answer it. I have to answer it, you know. There's just certain questions that have to be done or certain technical things that have to be done. And so I think that... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of a, a, a stress relief for sure. Most people that I that I know that own businesses drink or do some kind of self-medicating just to make themselves come down because especially living in L.A., I mean, the cost of living here is so expensive and it's like the moment you take a break, someone's going to be there to take your spot. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have to produce. You have to produce. Do you ever think about an exit strategy from California? Yeah, when I'm retired, I don't see myself living here, you know, when I'm 60 years old or 70 years old. 
I mean, I came from the Midwest, so I think California is amazing, and I'm willing to pay more money in taxes to live here because, to me, having a house in like Texas or any other state that's godly hot and miserable to be out in the summer, to me, it's just not worth it. Yeah. You know, um, or like have a winter where it's like ten below zero for you know a month or weeks. I just I can't deal with that shit. And definitely, the older I get. I wouldn't want to deal with that. So who knows? I might be like one of these people that goes to Florida. That's where all the old people flock. Del Boca Vista. <laughs> yeah. Del Boca Vista. Maybe, maybe that's where we'll all be, you know, when we <laughs> <laughs> like 70s, you know? Yeah, dude. We could just do like Joe Rogan and move out. And uh, hopefully all the homies come, man. We could just all move to Florida and then, yeah. um, you know, go to the racetrack every once in a while because it looks like it's nonstop over there. Well, like the way I see it, like Joe Rogan, right? He didn't want to pay the taxes, and I totally get that. But it's Texas. Yeah. So it's kind of like imagine if you had all, all the money in the world and you had all these cool toys in a badass house, but you didn't have the people you grew up with around yeah. you, or you didn't have uh, like a, a mountain range to just go drive because he's a car guy. So, like, you know, it's not like he can just hop in his car and go to the canyons because there's yeah. no canyons in texas it's all flat out there well unless you live closer i think to like el paso area i forgot what it is mountainy there but i've never heard of people going to canyons out there yeah um but uh and that's the way i see it i don't want to live my you know in the prime of my life in a place that's just cheaper to live but doesn't have the things that i want out of it you know yeah Definitely. Uh, I've been listening to his podcast a lot recently, him and uh, also Joey Diaz, who's uh, moving back to Jersey, So, um, which is super unfortunate. Um, but the way that they were saying is, you know, uh, like everything that you're saying, all the amenities that we get for living here in California. But uh, I mean, they've disappeared for this this whole year. And uh, who knows where where this is going? Who knows where we're going to be at, at this time next year. You know, I don't want to be negative about things and I don't want to think badly, but it's it's very hard for me just to think that things are just going to get switched back to uh, how they were. Well, that's in every place, not just here. So, and, you know, I mean, I know you're in, um, you're in Oxnard? Yeah, it? Oxnard, yes. So it's a little bit different than L.A., but... You know, I, I think out here, I mean, L.A. kind of has its own economy. And this is, it's like New York City out here. I mean, it, it is thriving, will always thrive. And this is a kind of place that, you know, you put your politics aside, but anyone with any money around the world is going to own something here because it's not like Hawaii. You know, Hawaii's got great weather, but you're on an island. Yeah. And how long can you live there where you go stir crazy? Here, it's like, yeah there's there's so much stuff here you know if you're the kind of person that likes to stay inside your house then hell you can live anywhere yeah but if you if you like actually going out and like going to like the mountains or going skiing surfing whatever it's all here and it's all business you know and, and, and people are working out here so it seems like a lot of people that leave la are just so they have such a bad taste in their mouth like as if they were forced to live there you can pick up and go anytime <laughs> yeah. you know you're paying for the weather. That's exactly what you're paying for. So. Yeah, you know that's all. That's what I always tell people. Um, 
because it's like a running joke on on social media and Facebook that you'll always see people just talking down on California. And I'm like, I asked this guy once before, hey, have you ever lived in California? Yeah, I've lived there before. I said, where? And he said Fresno and then some other place like 20 oh. miles from Fresno. And I'm like, bro, that's not California. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Fresno. Or like, <laughs> like Apple Valley or like Barstow. Bakersfield like, dude, or something. Are, yeah, that's like, that's like, to me, that's like Arizona, Las Vegas. <laughs> it's all desert. It looks like Afghanistan. You know, it's like that is not California, you know. I mean, it is, but I'm saying it's like that's not what you're paying high taxes to live there. And if you are, you should probably leave, you know. You know, if you look but, at the map of California, it has the, uh, what is it, the, Nev- the Nevada mountain range. If you just cut it yeah. off right there and everything to the to the west of it, that's California and everything else. You could take whatever yeah, like, whatever it, state. I feel it's like Malibu. You know how Malibu is, like, I think it's like, what is it, one mile wide by, you know, yeah. 30 miles long, whatever it is. That's the way it should be. You know, yeah, because outside of like, you know, these beach areas, why would you want to spend a million dollars on a house that's in like Inland Empire? Yeah, not to talk down. I'm just saying, you know, they should have a significantly less housing rate compared to like, but it's not. I mean, people are moving out to Corona and paying, you know, big bucks to get these big houses and lots. But I mean, dude, it's still fucking hot and like very cratery looking out there like a moon you know so it's like eh, it's just not it's just not there for me you know yeah if i had to live there then i would go back in the midwest for sure you know now um i i i forget refresh my memory where in the midwest were you from uh i I was always bouncing back from st louis and chicago so i'm originally from st louis and then i moved to chicago when i was like in high school got you uh, and then back to St. Louis. So it's like, it's always back and forth for me there. Do you still have family and friends out there? Everyone is out. Half of my family is in St. Louis. The other half is in, uh, oh no, it's just my mom and uncle in Chicago. Most of them are all in St. Louis and some moved to Baltimore. But yeah, yeah majority of the Novaks are in uh, St. Louis. So. Got you. You know, I had another question about business. You know, this is one thing that I always go through is, um, you know, like you said, with business, it's it's like bipolar. You're going to have very, very low lows and then very high highs. Um, and the high highs are what people usually can tell. You know, people can tell when business is good, you know, whether you get a new toy or something like whatever it is. Right. Um which is all fine and dandy because that's what they expect from a business owner. Oh, you have your own business. Oh, you must be successful, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you get to that low lows, do you ever have anybody that you can actually um, put that weight on or even talk to about it without getting, you know, the proverbial, well, at least you have a business. At least you're having these problems right now. Uh, I mean, I have a meltdown. My wife's usually the one that takes me out of it every month, you know, and she's, you know, she's at home with the kids now, especially with like the schools being closed and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's losing it. But I'm like, she's like my go to bounce, you know, like there's been times where like I've freaked her out so much that she'll like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess we got to leave. Let's start gathering shit and go, you know, because yeah. I'm like. We got three grand in the bank account. We owe 20 grand to Carrier. Like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to survive this one. And then, you know, a month goes by, we'll have this massive check. And then it's like, we're 
back to norm again. And then it's like, just, it seems like every month, every uh, month is like this. So she kind of helps. Um, I probably talk to my mom about not business, but when I'm like really down and, and in the gutter and stuff like that, she's just, you know, she's my mom and she's been through a lot. So she, her stories are what I guess you'd say worse than mine. You know, she went through a lot compared to what I'm going through. So I'm like, you know, third, not third world problems, like first world problems are my problems. You know yeah. what I mean? And I remember what it was like back in the day when, you know, I was broke and I don't, I mean, I didn't live in like section eight housing, but you know, we definitely didn't have money to do things with, you know, like buy toys and like expensive shoes or whatever. Um, and those were some good days too, you know, yeah. that you didn't expect much out of life, you know? Yeah. Touch on that a little bit, man, because, um, you know, coming from not a very fortunate place and, you know, getting by with whatever you have fast forward to having your own business and, you know, having extra money where you can have extra toys and things like that. What's a misconception that you had when you were younger and you ex that you imagined what this life would be like? Fast forward, you're in this life. What what are things that you miss and what are things that you didn't really understand? I think I didn't start making decent money until I was like 23. So prior to that, you know, I was getting paid like. 12 bucks an hour and then up to 16 bucks an hour doing, you know, the shitty work that I do now. And, um, it's just a ladder I had to climb. But I remember when I was in Chicago going in these old houses in like LaGrange and Oak Park and stuff like that and seeing these like, you know, very expensive old Frank Lloyd Wright style houses and going like, God, I, I wouldn't even know what it would take to own one of these. I was just in awe working in them, you know, it was just like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, to coming to California, seeing these mansions, like 15,000 square foot homes and just ridiculous layouts and going, dude, how the fuck does anyone afford this shit? Or like, what does it take to do this? And I wasn't really in it. Like I wasn't into pursuing it, but it was just like to be in their minds for a minute and wonder how it went. But I've always kind of done my own thing. And, uh, you know, as when I started my own business and it, as it started to grow, I mean, we grow every year, but um, I'm nowhere near those people. I'm definitely, you know, I guess you'd say I got my dream house now and, and stuff like that and dream cars, but um, none of that shit really matters, you know. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest. I need your consent on a few. Break off. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. But I think that the biggest problem is um, it doesn't take money or you could be broke. It's just how to be mentally okay in your head. You know, that's the hardest part. So take money and toys and all that stuff out. That's the hard one because rich people can't get that. And I find that the richer people are or the more shit they have, the less of a human they are. Yeah. They are like they're in their own world and like the way they talk to people is like disrespectful or crazier, you know, and it's just like, we're all going to the same place when we die. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think that the more, the more shit you fill yourself with is the crazier it gets, you know? Yeah, man. Just thinking about it, like, 
You know, if you were to lose everything, some people would just think like that's the end of the world. But man, in a weird way, some t- some way it would just be liberating. You know, like yeah. now I don't have to worry about where to park all these cars at. <laughs> now, now I don't have to worry about right. all this this clothes or other things that I expected to make me feel happy, make me feel whole, you know, when the answer was always within, you know? Yeah. I think the biggest part of like, I mean, I've had people ask me like, Oh dude, what's it like? I wish I could own like a GT three or something like that. Right. And I'm like, well, it's not what you think it is. Yes. You enjoy it. It's that impulse buy. Yet something you, it's like, something you've been wanting for a while and you buy it, right? Yeah. But then it's not like you get to enjoy it whenever you want, you know, because you're always working. You have to, you know what I mean? It's like, it seems like the average Porsche owner, I would always make fun of them when I had was into like my Hondas when I was younger because I'd be like, these guys, they buy the car and they let it sit in the garage. And the same would be said for Ferrari owners or anyone else that have those kind of cars. They're working. Yeah. And those are their fuck off toys. Those are the ones that they go out relieve some stress, go in the canyon or go to the track day or go for a weekend. But they're not thinking about that car when they go back to work on Monday, like someone who couldn't afford that car, you know? And I think there's the difference, and I'm just using that for an example. Yeah. But that's the difference between the mindset of the wanting and the needs, you know? And I, I think the needs obviously take care of your house, your family, whatever, that's first. Then if you got enough dough, then you do that stuff. Um, I've known people with a lot of money that aren't into cars and they're super cheap. They're just into stacking the dough and that's it. You wouldn't even tell they had one, you know? It's just, that's their hobby, you know? Yeah. And they're fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. I've, uh, I've come to find out after having so many conversations that, uh, People are really on the border of of, of sanity and, and craziness more often than you would think. Well, if we were all princes of, you know, the Arabs, uh, you know, states or whatever they call that place. Yeah. You know, and you had all the money, you'd have no worries. But the problem is you got to go get it. You got to go work for it. You know, some have it easier than others, but you're always going to have that line of crazy and, you know, normal it's just it's it's complete no matter what you do for a living whether you own your own business or not i mean you're you know it's like why do people get arrested for doing you know dumb shit like stealing uh jeans at the mall i mean it's like it's an adrenaline rush you know what i mean is it crazy absolutely but the chances you might get away with it and get yourself a free pair of jeans (laughs) so that's somewhat normal too you know it's like it's that chase so i feel like in all levels, you know, as humans, we're just, we're fucking crazy. What is something that you do uh, nowadays that, that gets your adrenaline going? Uh, God, man. Honestly, it's probably hockey. Yeah. It's the only thing that I really look forward to. And, you know, when I have a bad, so I'm a goalie, so if I, if I get scored on too much or something, I take it to fucking heart. I lose it. I had a bad game last night and before I came to the shop and I could not focus just going back in my head like what could I have done better or what could I have and I woke up this morning just thinking about it you know like what the fuck why did I do this or why did I do that and so that's the only thing right now that gets me uh, 
going. And I like it's like I always choose these things that are so hard, and then I complain about it, like as if I was good at it. You know, it's like, same thing with like cars. I fucking crash a car, and it's like, God, I wish it would just been fucking total. You know what I mean? Like I just it's. It's the only thing really that, that gets me going. Cars aren't really cars are just like it's a part of life, I guess. Yeah. I'm not into it like the way I used to be into it. I don't check out people's builds. I don't honestly when I'm at the track, I don't even care to go and look at other people's garage. I I just I'm so busy doing my own thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just I don't know if I'm getting over it or I'm starting to get out of it. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel you, man. <laughs> Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned your wife when you said that um, she's the one that usually brings you some sort of uh, sanity. Um, did, how long have you guys been together? I know you said that eighteen years you've been living together, but how long have you guys been together in total? Eighteen years. Eighteen years. So when you guys yeah. first met, did you know that she was the one, or was it she was the one that you wanted to build? A future with um i you know i don't know i i mean we got along but we didn't we've always argued from like day one you know um she's uh we've we would have like hour-long conversations on the phone and i remember one time i was in north carolina uh this is before we lived together and i didn't call her for a couple days man she called like 20 times fucking cussed me out and i was like man this bitch is fucking crazy but then I was like, she kind of cares, and that's kind of hot too, you know. So like, because usually like regular chicks are like, yeah, hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, we we argue all the time. I mean, dude, if I had enough time to tell you about the story that three weeks ago she was chasing me down the mountain and her Cadillac stopped traffic was beating on my window, you wouldn't believe me. Um, and it was like over something so stupid. She did not care that there was incoming traffic. So like, you know, we just moved to this nice neighborhood and we're like up to our hood rat stuff already <laughs> in the neighborhood, you know? <laughs> so, but she's like, you know, to be honest, I thought it was funny. She was, I wasn't going to roll my window down. She's beating on the window and she was pissed. And then after it was all said, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, all right, it happened, you know? Um, and unfortunately, other people had to pay for the traffic yeah. <laughs> because of it. But um, that's just how my life is, and that's how we are, you know. Um, uh, I wish she was a little bigger than maybe I'd wrestle her or something. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it's just been kind of like I tell her. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a week-by-week -week situation. Yeah. That's, how you, that's how you take a marriage. Yeah. Definitely, so. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's something about having a having a good marriage where you can, um, you know, just go home and unload these problems on, and you know, talk about and have these fun times. And it really feels like that's not that's not as highlighted as I think that it should be in society, you know. But uh, I just think people get married for the wrong reasons. But I mean. You know, I we've always kind of like I've always done my thing with the boys. I always went to the track. Like prior to us having kids, like I did my guy stuff, and I still do. Like I like to have my guy stuff. Not to be rude, and she knows I don't. I like my guy time where I can have my dick and fart jokes and not have to be like, you know, well, I'm sorry I said this, you know. 
Um, and usually when my friends would have their dates that were into the same shit. So like I can never date a car girl. I just, I couldn't have 24 seven car around my life. I like, definitely. I like a girly girl or a woman, woman, whatever you call it. I like it when they have their own shit. I don't like someone trailing me through my hobbies, yeah. you know, and vice versa because then it becomes competitive and, uh, I just, I find that weird. I like that separated, you yeah. know? And so we've always done that our entire deal. She had her girls that she went out with. I mean, we, we never, we didn't go to like clubs or bars. You know, she was like a music nerd and she was into that stuff. I was a car guy <clears throat> and you know, I had that. And um, now as you know, we got older and had kids and stuff, we're kind of like the weekends or, you know, we're all out together. But for the most part, I'm sure once our kids get old, we're going to go back to our, you know, doing our own crazy thing. But that's how it has, to, at least for me, that's how it has to be. Keep it exciting? It's not even exciting. It's like, it's whatever, you know? <laughs> it's just, you do your thing and that's it. Like, I don't want to have to worry about some high maintenance chick having to buy her shit all the time to keep her happy and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Or like, you imagine being with like, if you were a, if you were a woman and you were with this dude who took more time in the bathroom than you to get ready, like, I just, I don't know how people deal with that shit, man. You know? Priorities change, man. And I think um, it's, it's natural. You know, the way that I used to think when I was younger, I look back at that person now and just think that my priorities were all fucked up. Um, I guess what I'm trying to do this day is try to foresee how I'm going to feel you know, in my, in my forties and, and try to, you know, uh, evolve quicker, but then for what, Hallelujah. you know, <laughs> I'm 35. Hallelujah. Oh geez. Yeah. You're young. I mean, the thing is there is no magical number. It just happens, yeah. you know, and you just, your priorities change a little bit or the way you think about things are a little bit different. Um, you're married, you have kids, you have a boy or do you have two? A bo one boy, 13. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I mean, you have you have a kid, he's, he's going through life, you gotta be there for that stuff, you know, and so um, it's a little bit different when people are single and don't have kids. I mean, you could be a big kid at 40 yeah. years old and do. I mean, a lot of my friends that I race with that, you know, they're in their 60s and they have a bunch of cool shit. But outside of that, you know, not to be rude, just they're very just one-sided. Yeah. And it's always about, you know, them. And I, I don't want to be that dude, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be like, hey, I'm, you know, I got all this shit, but no one wants to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I feel so, you. I don't know. It's just you get older and you figure out what you do. I mean, my shit changed from, like, last year that I saw you. I almost fucking killed myself, like, a day after um, – uh, I did your podcast. I went out to Vegas and rode my dirt bike with my buddy in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it was like 110 degrees. And we got lost. We had no water. It was just like, dude, is this how I'm going to fucking die? Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I just calmed the fuck down and we got out of there. But it was definitely uh, like, oh, shit. We're going to be fucking stranded out here, you know? Yeah. And so... But yeah, so you just, would I do that now? Absolutely not, you know, but you learn from your mistakes and that's what you do when you get older. So 
I love it, man. Ryan, I know you got to get out of here, bro, but I love talking to you, dude. Um, I'm definitely going to invite myself over to your shop one of these Mondays to come hang out and uh, smoke some weed and you could drink some beer and we could hang out and talk about dicks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got some uh, nut and butts or what are those? Those uh, those like fake pussies or butts? <laughs> we'll start handing those out for every purchase. You know? I don't know if I could fuck it. I don't know if that's cheating. It's definitely not cheating. It's gay as fuck to do it in front of someone, though. Even, <laughs> even your wife. Like, if you could, you imagine? Sorry, I know, like, we're a little off subject here. But could you imagine fucking one of those things and like looking at your old lady? Like, what do you think of this? You know, like I can't even weird? look at myself if I was doing it. I know, I know the things you do before you bust a nut. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. Yeah, bro, like, I, I, I don't know if anybody else does, but I can't even, like, jerk off in front of my wife. It's just, that that's my time, and I've always been known ever since I was a kid that, you know, this is a special time, this is my only time, and no one needs to see this, and, you know, I gotta hide and do this. <laughs> but I Why don't you try doing it sailfish? What is that? What do you mean? It's like when you take this arm and you go from the back, and then from the back of your leg so it's like someone else is doing it yeah exactly under oh shit yeah you just go from like behind your legs and then then you get your confidence back right away and then you get to look at your old lady and say hey look at this you know well she's not working so, anymore anyway. so she's she's at home all the time so i kind of like lost my jerk off time and then now at sure. the shop there's always somebody here so i can't even jerk off at the shop so i might have to do oh, like dude, a, a driving getting, one you're getting old man you're fucking I know what you're gonna be in a couple of years, you're gonna end up getting a fucking JO room. You're gonna turn that garage into like a fucking serious jack off room <laughs> where it's like naked pictures everywhere and the fucking lights are all purple and shit. A, a, a jerk off that? room in the seventies or what? <laughs> Whatever. I, I mean I don't know what a jerk off room would entail, but um <laughs> yeah. But why is it okay for for dudes to be like ashamed of jerking off when like all day long we can watch a chick put a dildo in her and like you know not, and it's like not a problem but as dudes we feel like when you beat off in front of your old lady it's like when you're yelling at a dog when he's taking a shit you know yeah just like that Ugh. hey don't take a shit what this is yeah <laughs> this is what i got i don't know man a lot of stuff that i do i'm ashamed of for no reason it just it's in my mind <laughs> dude i always wanted to do like one of those parodies like yeah, what movie was that with was Adam Sandler where the guy was dressed up like with Buffalo Bill? Oh, and he had his shit tucked in. Oh, that was um it was, was it Adam Sandler? Song. Yeah, wasn't it Adam Sandler? It wasn't Joe Dirt, was it? I remember. It? Oh yeah, it might have been Joe Dirt. Yeah, Durr, it was yeah. Joe Dirt, yeah, it was Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kinda cool to do. I mean not by yourself, but to like get caught doing it, you know? Yeah, I got caught one time by my mom when I was like 15, but I lied to her and I said that I was running from the cops skateboarding and she took that uh she took that explanation, so I've never been caught to this day. Knock on wood. Well, if you haven't got caught yet, you're probably not going to get caught again. I know, man, cuz I'm I'm down to probably like once a month now, dude. It's coming out as dust. <laughs> oh jeez. Dust clouds. <laughs> Who who's the, uh, the, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, 
um, the older you get, that's the other thing too. Your sex drive goes down a little. And then you're like, hey, who's got the power now? You know, <laughs> I'm not in the mood tonight. Uh, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> I forgot what comedian it was. Ah, uh, shit. Be like D.L. Hughley or something that saying that um, that your dick dies before you die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot to be said about getting older. You know, women lose their vagina loses credibility after the 30. So yeah, we're we're all off of um, we're getting older, buddy, and uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, maybe if I had a prettier looking dick that I could just jack off in front of anybody, but. It's not nothing special, be, dude. If you had that, then you'd probably be making money not selling the parts you're selling now. You'd be doing like videos in West LA or something. OnlyFans. Right? OnlyFans? OnlyFans. You never heard of OnlyFans? No. So OnlyFans is like a um is like a Patreon site where you could have people sign up and they could watch your content and then the uh the girls took it over and now it's like a porno site. So Girls set up their OnlyFans and you could subscribe for like, you know, whatever, 20 bucks, five bucks a month. And then they're just on there, you know, whatever, showing nude pictures or sucking dick or whatever it is. And um, yeah, these girls are getting paid off of it, bro. You're probably, they're probably making like, you know, 60, 80 grand a month easily. That's a lot of dick to suck for. That's not that much money to suck a lot of dick, and especially if they're not, you know, I'm sure it's degrading to a certain point, or unless it's their boyfriend. Yeah. And by the way, the only way you're going to make more money than a chick or a woman is if you're doing, like, you know, straight guy, gay guy stuff, you know? Yeah. Because dudes will, like, pay more money because the people that are more promiscuous are always guys. So gay dudes would be, you know, pay, like, a thousand bucks to take your virginity or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, shout out to all the gay dudes out there. I know that there's probably some um, subcultures that we just have no idea about, but they're just having the fucking time of their life, dude. I mean, if I was the other way around, you know, where I was into that stuff, I mean, why not go commit a crime and be in jail? Rent's taken care of, food's taken care of, ass all day long. You know, Quick. who dropped the soap? Yeah. No, so. you're, you're definitely right, man. Perspective, bro. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, I love talking to you, man. Thank you so much for being here, bro. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. So before we get out of here, where can uh, people find you at? I'd say uh, just get at me on the Instagram. It's my name, one, my first and last name, Ryan Novak. And uh, let's see what else. What about the that's HVAC? I know we the only one. we probably got a bunch a bunch of uh, you know homeowners in here. Maybe they could use your services. Yeah, well, if you decide to do heat or AC services, uh, we're in the South Bay, so that's uh, like Redondo Beach, uh, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa, Torrance, Gardena, Palos Verdes. That's pretty much where we go. We don't go out to LA anymore, but. Um, if you need any of those service and want to talk some shit, then give me a call. I love it, man. Um, <clears throat> definitely uh, want to stop by, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, maybe knock out two birds, go visit uh, Ryan, and then we could both head over to hang out at the shop yeah. and you guys could geek out over uh, I don't think EV Ryan stuff. likes my shenanigans, though. He's, you know, he never gets too involved. I think we get way too drunk for him, and he's like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here before anything happens. He's that always actually gone out at the right time. <laughs> That's 
Well, well, he's maybe, got his head on his shoulders. He's a smart dude. Maybe we could get him to loosen up a little bit. I know that he has that inside of him. I love Ryan. <laughs> yeah, we the, might get a little too gay for him though. I don't know. The, <laughs> well, we'll see, man. We got to make that happen soon, bro. I want, I want to hang out the for show. sure. But uh, huge thank you to you, man. Make sure you guys check out Ryan Novak. We're gonna have his info below. Huge shout out to our sponsor, Heel Toe Automotive. Been out since 2002, supplying you guys with all the Honda parts. If you listen to the commercial, you know how to get hooked up with Heel Toe. And then we are welcoming our new sponsor, Rywire. If you guys aren't familiar with uh, Rywire Motorsports Electronics, you're probably not even in the Honda community. So. Um, do your Googles, but um, we're going to be supporting Ryan a lot more on the podcast, and uh, we look forward to uh, this journey. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 193, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Adios.